0: how we can heal, find strength, create emotional well-being and ultimately create the life you've always bloody well dreamed of. I believe that healing as well as self-acceptance are the foundations for personal growth and we'll explore the tools, the strategies and practices so that you can create your own journey to brave. Ready? Let's go. Hello and welcome to episode 4 of the emptiness countdown podcast. I have to say, I am Absolutely loving creating this podcast for you and sharing it. And I really hope that you're loving it too. Anywho, today's episode is going to be a bit longer than my first few, but you're going to want to make time to listen to it all. I promise you. I'm beyond excited about this episode because I'm sharing something with you that's changed my life. And it's also changing my clients' lives. When I first learnt, what I'm going to share with you today and started applying it to my life, I felt like I'd been handed the key to the universe. I kid you not. And you can apply what I'm going to teach you today to every part of your life, your relationships, money, career, health, your kids, work, business, your whole life. I'm talking about a coaching tool called The Model It was created by my teacher and mentor, Brooke Castillo, who owns the Life Coach School, which is where I received my coaching certification from. And I first found Brooke via her podcast. And when I did, I wound back, I think it was like maybe four or so years that she'd been doing it by the time I found it. And I wound back literally hundreds of episodes right back to the start. And I was hooked and I just knew then that I wanted to be certified through her school and I am the theory behind the model part of which is that our thoughts create our feelings isn't isn't a new concept it's based on uni- universal law and can be easily traced back to the like the 1800s the law of attraction You know, although that was made famous by the movie The Secret, as well as um, you may have heard of Abraham Hicks, this was first written about the law of attraction back in the 1800s. And Napoleon Hill wrote Think and Grow Rich in 1937, where he wrote about his 20-year study of successful people and drew out 16 laws which we can apply to achieve success. If you've not read Think and Grow Rich, go grab a copy. It's a classic. So this concept isn't new, but the simplicity and I think applicability is. And while I've known the premise that our thoughts create our feelings for a really long time, I never had a simple tool that I could plug into any situation, event, person, anything until I learned the model. That's why it changed my life. And these days I use it pretty much every day for myself. And I use it in almost every coaching session that I have with my clients. I actually teach them how to use this in their lives. So it's changing their lives too. All right, are you ready to learn what the heck I'm talking about when I say the model? So the model helps us see how circumstances, our thoughts and feelings then what we do or don't do and the results that we get in our lives interact with each other and play out. And the premise is that our thoughts create our feelings and then our feelings determine our actions or inaction and that then creates our results. So let's take a look at each component and then I'll explain each of them in more detail. So we have circumstances and they trigger a thought. We have thoughts and they create our feelings. We have feelings and they determine what we do or don't do. And then we have action. And then our actions cause our results. So circumstances, thoughts, feelings, actions, results. All right, let's start with circumstances. So circumstances are always factual. Everyone in the world would have to agree on on something for it to be a circumstance. A judge in a court of law would deem it as a fact. They are always neutral. And a circumstance could be anything from the weather, world events, what someone said to you, what you've said to someone else, receiving an email from your boss, your weight, to your partner unpacking the dishwasher. And then we have thoughts. So our thoughts are what give those neutral circumstances meaning that move them from something neutral to us having a feeling about them. So it being 36 degrees outside is a circumstance. But when you say, oh my God, it's stinking hot, that's because of what you're thinking. Now, I used to live in the Middle East when I was a flight attendant many moons ago, and I can tell you a 36-degree day over there felt like a gorgeous spring day. So see, 36 degrees is a neutral circumstance, and it's someone having a thought about it that gives it meaning and then causes us to have a feeling. So without a thought, it remains a neutral circumstance. So let's take something like murder. Bear with me. (laughs) You and I might agree that murder is bad and society generally also agrees that it's bad and we obviously have laws in place that we shouldn't do it. But I reckon it's safe to say that some people might think murder is good. What about a drug dealer who kills another drug dealer over turf? He'd argue that murder is good. It's good for his business. Or what about if someone was to harm your child? I know I'd feel murder might be a really good option in that instance. And then the next line we have on the model are feelings. And it's our thoughts that cause our feelings, not the neutral circumstances. And our brains like to argue this one (laughs) and cling to it a lot. So I'm going to say it again. It's always our thoughts that create our feelings and Oftentimes, we don't even realize that we've had a thought. That's how quickly our brains process. Someone does or said something and we get angry. But remember, someone doing or saying something is a circumstance. It's totally neutral. And yes, even if they're being a dick, it's neutral until we give it a thought. Probably a thought like, they're being a dick. This is why I say no one can hurt your feelings because no one puts feelings in you. Your feelings are hurt because you have a thought like, that's not fair. They shouldn't say that. They're being nasty. And on the flip side, it's not actually someone saying, I love you, that makes you feel loved or happy. It's your thinking. And you're probably thinking something like, oh, he really loves me. That's what's causing you to feel love, your thoughts. And to really illustrate this, say a family member of yours has an accident and ends up in hospital and you know nothing about it. You're not going to be worried or upset because you don't even know that it's happened, but when someone calls you to tell you what's happened, you're probably going to have thoughts about it. You're going to, you know, hope, I hope they're okay. How did it happen? What, how injured are they? All of those thoughts. And then you're going to have some emotions. Emotions may be like worry, sadness, fear, compassion. But before that phone call, the circumstance, which was an accident in this example, had already occurred and you felt nothing and you felt nothing because you didn't know about it and you hadn't had a thought about it yet. That one can be a mind bender, that's for sure, but it's a really good way to to back up the theory that it's it's not the circumstances, but our thinking that determines how we feel. And then the next line down on the model is actions. So it's your feelings that determine your actions or inaction. Again, not the neutral circumstance. So not sticking to your meal plan or your protocol, food protocol if you're trying to lose weight. So the inaction of not sticking to it and probably the action of eating crappy food isn't due to what the scales say, which is a circumstance, right? It's due to what you're thinking and feeling which for some of my clients has been things like, it's too hard, this is taking too long, I can't do it, which leads them to feel unmotivated or deflated. Versus someone who sticks to their meal plan regardless of the circumstance of what the scales say because they're thinking, I can do this. I'm going to fit into that dress I wore a couple years back. That example, she's feeling determined. You might have a desire or a goal to totally change your career now the kids are older and you keep putting it off, right? An inaction. Not because of the neutral circumstance of quitting a job and starting a new job, but because you're having feelings that might look like fear or inadequacy or worry And the reason you're having those is because you're probably having thoughts like, it's going to cost me money to do this. It's going to be a financial risk. Or I'm too old to be doing this. And then the last line on the model is results. So we often think our results, what we have in life so far is because life just happened to us or because we got dealt, you know, a raw deal because we got divorced and had to start again because we never went to university or that we only earn 60 grand a year or we only have a net worth of whatever it is, a million dollars, half a million dollars, whatever. But our results in life, the ones that we have now and the ones that we'll create in the future are determined by our thoughts and then our feelings and our actions, what we're thinking is always proven or always shows up in the result line of the model. To use the weight loss example again, the circumstance would be scales read 60 kilos when I weighed myself today. The next line down, the thought, I can't do this. Next line on the model, the feeling, deflated. Next line on the model, action would be, and in this case, inaction as well, go off my meal plan, eat crappy food, don't exercise, beat myself up. Guess what the result of that is going to be? Yep, you guessed it. I can't do it. Of course, you're not going to stick to your meal plan and, and, and lose that weight that you want to lose if you're thinking, I can't do it and feeling deflated, Right. So the thought, I can't do this, is proven by the result, I don't do it. But if someone else with that same weight loss goal jumped on the scales and they said the same thing, that same 60 kilos, but that person thought, I've got this, and they felt determined... Their actions will then stick to their meal plan, continue to exercise and show compassion to themselves for those times when the scales don't move. And guess what their result is going to be? Yes, they've got it. They reach their goal. Circumstances is the same. Thinking, feeling, actions, all very different. And obviously the result ends up different as well. So can you see how this plays out how it's it's not the usual circumstances in our lives that determine how we feel and ultimately our results that it's our thinking that's behind everything I said it at the start of the episode you can plug anything into the model and I mean anything I use it for every area of my life and I teach my clients how to use it too. It can be as simple as grabbing a piece of paper out and writing the initials down. C for circumstance, going down the page, C for circumstance, T for thoughts, F for feeling, A for action, R for result and filling out your own model. What I'll often do first is a thought download. I just get everything out of my brain and then I'll go through that list of thoughts and choose a sticky thought or a hot thought um, and then dive into that one. And you'll know that that's the thought you want to explore because usually if you're like me, my stomach kind of cringes or I get like I just have a feeling that that's the thought, right? I get a sensation in my body. You can do a thought download on anything, how you're feeling today, a person, your job, money, a goal you're working towards, a relationship, literally everything, anything. So if you're keen to jump in and try out the model, I just want to give you a few tips. The first one is always make sure your circumstance is neutral. So check for any feeling words that are in there um, and really try and be specific. Don't just say, I yelled at my teen. When did you yell? What specifically did you say? Only include one thought and one feeling in each model. If you've got more than one thought and more than one feeling happening at the same time, which we often do, that's separate models. Again, in the action line, get specific and include both things that you're doing and things that you're not doing. Do it on paper, not in your head. (laughs) There's just something about getting it out of your brain and onto paper that really helps you to see it, get clear about it and process it. And lastly, if you do decide to pick up this work and start playing around with it, don't start using your thinking against you and start judging yourself for it. I see this in my clients all the time. They get this awareness of their thoughts and how it's creating their results and they use it to beat themselves up. So don't do that. We all have human brains that offer us crappy thoughts. That is 100% normal. But just by creating the awareness of what's going on and how your thoughts and what those thoughts are creating is really an amazing place to start. All right, my friends, there you have it. My favorite coaching tool, my key to the universe. I hope that you loved learning the model as much as I loved it when I first learned it and love even more today as I see it changing the lives of my clients. If you'd like to learn more, DM me over on Instagram because it's one thing to learn it here on the podcast, but so, so different to begin using the model and applying it in your life. All right, my loves, bye. Thanks for listening to the Journey to Brave podcast. I'll be back next week with another episode. But in the meantime, if you've liked this episode, you're going to love my free video and guide, Stop Letting Fear Hold You Back, Start Feeling Confident and Brave. I share a simple strategy you can start using today to help you feel more confident and brave. Learn the strategy in this video and you can use it on any negative emotion at any time. You can download it via the show notes. See you next week.